0: Hi there. I'm Michael Marvash, and this is The Dead Man's Forest. A weekly conversation about how we can become ever more fully human, more fully ourselves. Today I am sitting here in the forest. It's quiet. I can hear the birds singing. The sun is just starting to come out from behind a tree in front of me. And I can see it reflecting off hundreds of spider webs that the little spiders have woven in between the branches of all of the trees and bushes in between me and that tree that the sun is behind. And I'm just struck by how much life there is here, how much life there is in the forest. And I think that rich emotion that comes with being struck like that is why I come out here. And I might suggest it to you too. If you don't make the time on a regular basis to get out of the city or the town where you live then I think it's worth it. I think it helps reconnect with something deep inside us. It's been there for Hundreds of thousands of years, as opposed to just the handful of decades that we've been alive. Last week, we talked about the question, who are you? We talked about the sorts of questions that we ask people when we're first meeting them. What's your name? What do you do? It struck me today that perhaps one of the reasons, part of the reason we ask those questions, who are you? What do you do? It's because that's often how people answer the question, who are you? Anyway, who are you? Oh, I'm Michael. I go into the woods and I record stuff. (laughs) We tend to define ourselves by what we are called and by what we do, what we spend our time doing. But last week we talked about maybe some other ways of thinking about who we are, about The habits that we have that instruct so much of our behavior, about the thoughts that we have, the thoughts that we engage with, that we participate in on a regular basis, the past thoughts of which have informed the habits that we have. We talked about how we are a a culmination of the choices that we've made that have brought us to this place in our lives. We talked about how the concepts that we have been given by our parents and by our culture, by those who have gone before us, shape the way we perceive the world, shape the way we interpret the signals that are coming into our senses, both from outside of our body and from inside of our body. As I was thinking more about that question, who are you? over the course of the week. I remembered a book that I have read called Staring at the Sun by Irving Yalom, a psychotherapist, and the subtitle of the book is Overcoming the Terror of Death. I recall that it was a hard book to read. Death is something that will happen to each of us and surrounds all of us on a moment-by-moment a moment basis, though we uh, have become very good at ignoring it or pretending not to see it. And death is something that I think a lot about. I think it's a part of what we are as living things. And I think that as human beings, as creatures who are uniquely able to contemplate our own deaths, that engaging in that process is also part of what makes us human, is also part of what we can do to be fully human, or at least what I need to do in order to be fully human. But I was relating the book, Staring at the Sun, to that question we discussed. Who are you? Because in one part of the book, Yalam talks about how over the courses of our lives we have taken different pieces from the people that we know and love and admire and we have incorporated them into ourselves. And so you have habits and thoughts, ideas and concepts in you that came from your parents and from your friends and from your role models And so we are in a way, a collection of things that we have taken from the people who have influenced our lives, both in good ways and in bad ways. And some of those things that we see in ourselves, we are likely grateful for. And some of those things we see in ourselves, we perhaps wish we could change. And by the way, we can. What Yalom recommended as an exercise in acknowledging that we won't always be here and the people who have impacted our lives also will not always be here. What he suggested was writing a letter to someone you love where you talk about all of the parts of them, all of the pieces of them that you have taken into yourself and made a part of you too, to talk about that connection that you have with them in this letter. And in the book he says you don't have to ever send the letter to them, but he says it can be very, a very powerful and moving experience to either sit down for a conversation with them or a phone call and read them what you have written or to send them that letter or both and i i did this i took this advice with my dad and later with my mom in a different way and it was it was really difficult it was a very Emotional conversation for me, certainly, and I think for them, too. But beyond, beyond that strong sense of connection that it gave me, it helped me to reflect on who I was on those different pieces and parts of myself that I'm not always aware of, but that are there and that contribute to the way that I move through the world. But in a, in a larger sense, in a less personal to me sense, Staring at the Sun and some other books that I've read mm-hmm. since then have helped me realize that we are who we are. And answering that question, who are you? Who we are is partly informed by those around us, by those who have been around us in our past. We are not isolated. We are not alone. We don't exist just inside ourselves. But who we are is informed by the world around us and by the people around us. I read it, an interesting idea just just yesterday, I think. And so I haven't had a lot of time to roll it around. But the idea was essentially that ego is not just us. Ego is a social construct. Ego comes from the idea that we collectively have as a culture, as Western civilization, that we are the pinnacle of creation that we are the end-all be-all, that we are the most important thing in the world, perhaps in the universe, that we internalize that message and from within us it is expressed as this sense that that I identify with all of the things that I do, with the success that I have, with the people that I associate with, with my social class, that I I am all those things, when perhaps that's not the case. Perhaps what we are is different, and in some ways so much more than those simple identifications that we make on a regular basis. I have difficulty talking about ego because I haven't thought that much about how to say what it is that I have to say about it. I'm sure it will return in a future conversation when it is pertinent but returning to the point I was making about who are we, we are a collection of things that we encounter as we move through the world and we aren't always aware of that process that we engage in to to take those pieces of other other people, other things and put them in ourselves But if we can become more aware of that process, then perhaps we can take a more active role in deciding for ourselves who we want to be, what kind of people we want to be and how we want to move through the world. (laughs) As I was thinking about what to talk about this week, I remembered a memorial celebration that my girlfriend and I went to a couple weeks ago. One of her friends passed away about a year ago. And his family and friends got together to to have a barbecue and to remember him. And his name was Ryan. And I never knew Ryan well, I only met him a couple times while he was alive. But I was struck deeply at the kinds of conversations that happened at this memorial. It was like all of the pretense that we normally have in social situations just fell away. And everyone was able to talk openly and without insecurity about the things that they loved about Ryan. And they were able to tell stories about things that they had done with him. And they were able to laugh and to cry. And it was striking to me that the death of of someone, of a loved one, can bring us together in this way. And it was also striking to me how the ways that we talk about people who are gone are different than the ways that we talk about people who are still with us. And that seemed wrong to me. That seemed a little tragic. I wish that... I wish that all of us could talk about those we love and talk with those we love in the same way. That we can tell stories about the wonderful times we've had with them. That we can laugh about the things that were unique and special about them. That we can laugh with them about awkward situations that we experienced together that we can maybe even make fun of them and ourselves and not worry about either of us taking ourselves too seriously but realizing that the people that we were are gone anyway. We are no longer them, we are who we are today. And so the experiences that we shared in the past are already experiences that we shared with someone who is passed on but what a what a gift and what an opportunity it is to reconnect with that version of them that is here that is still with us how precious is that because someday they won't be here anymore and someday we won't be here anymore And so don't waste this time that you have with the people that you love. If you ha- have something to say, if you want to tell them something, if you want to share those parts of you that you took from them, that you have in common with them, that, you, that bond you to them, if you're not going to do that today, then when are you going to do it? Make a plan to, and then follow through on it, because... Someday this will all be gone. If you have something you want to say, now is the time to say it. Even if it's hard, even if it's emotional, even if you aren't sure how they will respond. If you think you might regret not saying it someday, then say it today. There's an emotional aspect to being fully human. And for myself, as someone for whom it's very important to be articulate, sometimes it's difficult for me to be emotional because when you're emotional, you're not particularly articulate with words. I think it's important for me and for people like me to remember that there are ways of articulating yourself other than words and emotions are in their own way, articulate. When something is felt deeply, as I feel about some of the things I talked about today, that too can be well-spoken. I think that I've come to the end of of what I have to say in today's conversation. If you have any thoughts that you'd like to share with me here at the Dead Man's Forest, feel free to reach out on Twitter at deadmansforest1, the number one. Or if you don't want to do so in such a public manner, you can contact us on our website too, deadmansforest.org. I read everything that you write to me, and I'm grateful for every bit of it. If you haven't seen or heard your question show up directly, in a conversation in the Dead Man's Forest know that at the very least your thoughts have informed the conversations that happen here and in addition to that perhaps they have yet to find their explicit place in one of our conversations but they are still valuable and I am still very grateful for everything that you choose to share. Thank you so much. Bye bye.